It's time again for another update from the Crossover Cups mission. Our ministry is making an impact in the lives of families in the third world as we rescue, transform, and repeat. Here's another ministry update. Greetings, greetings. I am with a friend uh, who has been uh, spent a lot of time in the Dominican Republic, and uh, we're going to catch up with her and hear about her story. Kaylee, what's going on? You know, nothing, just trying to, you know, manage everything, keep working, keep um, doing everything that I can, despite everything that's been going on, you know, with the pandemic and everything else, but, but it's been good. Yeah, good. Well, awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, uh, Let's see. How many years have you been um, going to the Dominican? I have five. I've been on five uh, short-term trips down there, and okay. this year would have been my sixth if we could if we would have gotten to come. So wow, yeah. I th- I thought you'd been for several on on several trips. What yeah. what made you come down on that first trip to the Dominican Republic? You know, um, the first time I went, it was before my senior year of high school. Um, and I just, you know, Brooke Williams, she's the one that leads our group from our church and she's been a bunch, you know, so many years too. And she presented it to us and I just, I mean, I just simply felt led to go and I had a desire, you know, I had this desire for a while to be pushed out of my comfort zone and grow deeper in my relationship with God and love for others. And I just felt like that was my sign when book, Brooke presented it that I needed to go, and I was hooked ever since my first trip. So yeah, that's awesome. That's what. What was your favorite activity uh, to participate in uh, when it's, you came down? Yeah, it's it's really hard to pick a favorite because I I really enjoy everything about these short term mission trips that we go on with um, you all and the opportunities that we have to serve the people there. Mm. Um, I probably enjoy doing the prayer walks the most and, you know, whether we're doing those on the streets at night or going through the villages throughout the day, I feel like those are the times that I got to interact with people of the area on a more personal level and Mm -hmm. get to know them and their stories, you know, one-on-one because through that we, we get to hear their struggles. We get to hear their praises, their prayer requests, and we have the opportunity to really like physically surround them and pray for those things right there and really get to know them. Yeah. And they're just, they're just so welcoming to our help and, you know, our, our willingness to pray for them. And I, I remember one time, uh, you know, even when we fumble through our really broken Spanish and tried to, you know, go to them. But I remember one time I went in this one woman's house and I was, I wanted to tell her their house was beautiful, but I'm not good at Spanish. And so I said, mi casa bonita. And she looked at me really weird. And I realized then that I said my house was beautiful instead of saying hers was. <laughs> and so I quickly tried to correct myself and I said, no, no, uh, Sue Casa Bonita. And then, you know, we both laughed and she, I think she knew what I meant when I said that. Oh, that's and, awesome. <laughs> yeah. And so, and, you know, even through my really broken Spanish and, and the language barriers that are there through those prayer walks, we're still able to connect with them and serve them. And mm. it just always, those, those, those instances always remind me that God is bigger than any language barrier or any barrier as we try to serve others that yeah. come up. 
That's that's true. What 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 is obviously that's that's one experience. Maybe that was it. But what's one that uh, that changed the way uh, you live in the United States? Yeah, I would think. I mean, there's a there's quite a few. I I mean, mm. one in particular that I think of is I just I remember the feeling when I rode up to the dump for the very first time, because I had, and I saw it with my own eyes because, um, I had heard people talk about it. You know, we had seen some pictures and, and I thought I knew what to expect. And, but as we approached it on the bus, I, I quickly realized that I didn't, I didn't know, you know, I had no idea. And mm-hmm. I was just, I was overwhelmed with emotions when I saw it. And, and in that moment, I think that was the first time I really felt like, I mean, almost like scales fell off my eyes because I was like, you have no idea. Like you think, you know, and you know, you think sometimes things are so black and white and you know what you would do in that situation. And then you see it for your own eyes and you're like, no, you have no idea what it's like, you know, to not live how, you know, you know, I, I think that way because of the privilege I have, not knowing how other people lived. And Mm. so it, it really made all the difference when I saw that and other things with my own eyes and, and to have that change of outlook on life and others' lives in general. Yeah. And I just realized that it's different than what I thought, you know, it's much more real. Right. Well, well, I'm hoping, you know, that uh, while we're recording this, you know, we're in the midst of uh, hopefully at the end at least of this pandemic and people are coming down. I know we have a lot of folks that are thinking about coming down on a trip in the future. What What is right. one, one thing that you would tell somebody to encourage them? Maybe they're on the fence about coming down uh, to the Dominican uh, with the Crossover Cups mission and they're kind of, they haven't really uh, just, just made this commitment yet. What would you say to them to get them to say, okay, I'm going, I'm going. Right. I would just say go one more. You just need to go. But, it, you know, I just think you have to take that leap of faith and you can, you know, you can sit there and list all the reasons why you can't go and why you shouldn't go. But I really encourage you to get rid of all those reasons and write down and think about the things of why you should go and why you can go. And, um, I've been on quite a few trips, like we talked about. And every time a new person comes on a trip with my group, they end up coming back the next year. And Mm -hmm. I think that just speaks volumes for not only what we get to be a part of when we serve with the mission, but also how it changes our lives as we leave that we want to, that we'll do anything we can to come back. And I know that, you know, so many people that I interact with that go on the trips can't wait until we can go again, you know? Yeah. And, and even if, you know, physically you can't, and right now, you know, we haven't been able to, you know, I would just say to donate, to follow on social media, share the posts to raise awareness. You know, you don't always have to hop on a plane and serve. You can serve right where you're at. Just do something because, you know, there are really big things happening there with the mission and with the people and, and you are changing lives for Christ. And I just encourage everyone to get in on it wherever they can and however they can. Well, thank you, Kaylee. We're grateful for you. And uh, Brooke is one of our heroes. And of course, uh, you guys, you guys there in Grayson, the fantastic church and church family. And we're thankful for all of you guys. And uh, hopefully you'll come down again soon. Just one one more question for you. Is there a particular, when, when you think of the Dominican, is there a particular um, verse of scripture that pops in your mind that kind of just encapsulate what comes to your 
your your uh, mindset when you when you think about the Dominican Republic? Right. I think of and I was thinking about this today or I was thinking about another instance that really um, kind of changed the way I lived. It was when the past two years I went um, that my family got to go with me. So my younger brothers and my mom went with me and I watched my brother and a little boy in a village play soccer for a while. And they were both getting tired and sweaty and they couldn't speak each other's language. And the boy just kind of held up his finger as if to say, you know, wait a minute, I'm going to be right back. And he left and he came back and he had a glass of water and that he had went and got from his house and brought it to my brother. And, you know, he didn't have something, you know, he saw that Gabe was, was tired and sweaty and he just wanted to offer him something. And he, you know, he couldn't offer him much, but he knew he could offer him that. And that reminded me of the widow who gave, you know, her last coin in Mm. Mark 12 Mm. as Jesus, you know, Jesus watched as many rich people threw in, you know, these large amounts of money, but then a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins, which was probably worth only a few cents. And, you know, Jesus told his disciples that the widow put more into the treasury than all the rich people. I just think about how I want to live like that. You know, I mean, I'm newly married and me and my husband just both finished college recently. So we're not out here making the big bucks, but I want (laughs) to, I want to serve, you know, I want to be like that little boy, whatever I have to offer when I see someone in need, I want to be able to do that. And that's what I think of that, that I, that, you know, we go to as a desire to serve and those people serve us right back. And that's, so I think that's, of. that's awesome. What well, you, uh, you, you've mentioned it. So I'm, I'm going to go there cause I was going to bring that up, um, okay. without, uh, without us recording, but you, you said it. So I'm going to every, I want you to be able to brag on him a little bit, you know, okay. and when the podcast is uh, up online and people are listening to be able to see, see what I did, see the new wife, what I did. So, cause it's Kaylee Archie now. So, right, so t- tell us about how long you guys have been uh, married and let's celebrate a little bit. Yeah, well, we've we've only been married eight months, and so we. Uh, some people say I heard somebody say one time that the hardest parts of your life are, or I guess it's when you change, or you know, the transitions are when you get married, when you finish college, when you move, and when you start a new job. And we've done all of those things in eight months, so wow. we are trying to and a pandemic. So we are we are trying to figure it all out. Um, but we, yeah, we've we've had a blast and. He's great, and he was actually coming, and his whole family was coming on the trip with us this summer, and so we hope that next summer we all get to go. So good, good. I can't wait for them to experience it. So yeah, let's get his name on the list and the whole family. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, uh, Kaylee, I appreciate your time, and again, if you're interested in coming down on a trip to experience a lot of the things you have heard Kaylee talk about, uh, one of the easiest ways to stay in touch is go on the website cupsmission.com. And you can find out uh, how to get involved with a trip, how to maybe have uh, our founder and lead missionary, Mike Williams, come to your church and share about the mission if you're still kind of wondering what it's all about. And uh, come down and see us uh, right there on the north coast of the Dominican Republic sometime. Hey, Kaylee, thanks a lot for your time. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you all so much. Thanks for listening to this Crossover Cups mission update. Follow us on social media at Crossover Cups or make your gift online at crossovercupsmission.com.